Good afternoon, good afternoon. Welcome to another great episode of Speak Your Mind with your boy Stamp and the country boy. Uh, as always, would like to thank everybody for, you know, supporting us, giving us their time. You know, um, as always, you know, you can hear us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor.fm, Audible, Apple Music, and Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts. Um, really appreciate it. You know, we trying to get back to doing the podcast a little more frequently because everybody keep asking. I mean, I really appreciate it. You know, at first when we first started doing this, I mean, I thought we were just doing it to have fun. A couple of guys from, you know, grew up together. Um, but now, like, it seems like, you know, people really liking our content, liking what we do. So, I really appreciate you guys for supporting us and, you know, being there for us and, you know, giving tips, you know, ideas and everything like that. So I really appreciate that. So um, what you what you got, what you had going on this weekend, Big Mac? Anything, anything special? What you got? Laughing all all these these uh bulldog haters and these these uh male man haters, male man behind. <laughs> this guy here, man. Hey, I don't even. I I, I ain't even gonna touch that right now. I say that for later. Um, and also, I mean, it was something that we had, you know, was gonna do earlier. You know, but it got kind of a bit sidetracked. You know, any any small business, you know, any small business, you know, that listen to us and, you know, uh, you want to advertise, you know, we, you know, make sure you contact us. If you have have my information or Big Mac information, make sure you contact us, you know, and we'll, you know, try to help pub your, your small business to get you more. Uh, business and you know more following and everything. So if you're interested, contact us, and we'll make sure we give you guys a shout out. Give you make sure you're sponsor the segment. So that particular podcast will be all about your small business and letting people know about it. You can come on, give you a little section, you know, little spot to pub your your small business. So if that's something that you're interested in, uh, reach out. And we'll be more than happy to accommodate you. So without further ado, the topic of the day is. Does high school prepare our kids for the real world? I know I know that sounds like a cliche topic, but I mean, just, you know, listen to other parents, me being a parent of a, a high schooler. Um, got nieces, nephews, cousins. I felt like this was a a good topic, you know, to discuss. Um, because me personally, I don't think, in some aspects, I don't think that uh, high school is preparing our kids for what's out there for them. 
You know, I feel, I still feel like high school is treating the kids like they're they're us. And when I mean us, I mean parents. You know, parents. Uh, you know, over over thirty and in their forties. Like you know, when we was coming to school, we was straight on a college track. Hey, it was either you going to college or you going to the military. It wasn't no entrepreneurships and working for yourself and none of those things. And I don't feel like that the schools have really grasped those concepts in certain aspects. It's still like they're forcing the kids to, you know, be cookie cutter and to do specific things when a lot of these kids are very talented, very smart, got brilliant ideas in their head. And some of that stuff can be honed in if these schools start to cater to different things, you know, i.e. if they want to be an artist, if they want to be, you know, a a rapper, if they want to be a designer, if they want to do anything that they want to do, some of these schools don't even, they don't accommodate those kids in order to do those things. They don't have the, some of them don't have the resources. Some of them just don't want to do it. But I, just my two cents, I feel that the school needs to, the school systems needs to get in the 20, 21st century and start being better accommodating to these kids because every kid that goes to high school, they're not college brown. They're not going to go to college. You know, some of them may be like a fashion designer, but hey, they got all these ideas in their head and they don't know how to get them out there because that ain't what they school is catered for. You know, so... I just feel like it should be more opportunities for the kids in high school to to do different things. And even if the school can't do it, there there's a lot of places you can send the kids to do, you know, like it's like now the only thing is from my point of view, it's like they pushing kids to be RNs and stuff like that or work at a hospital. There's no shortage of those kind of things in school, but every kid don't want to be a work at a hospital. You know, so I just think that it needs to be more welcoming to the kids and more understanding of what the kids have, the talents that the kids have and the, in order to get that stuff out of the kids. What's, what's your thoughts on that, Big Mac? How you feel about that? I agree with you. Uh, it does need to be more stuff for those kids to do. But at, at, at the end of the day, all that runs around to respect. See, when we was in school, we feared the teacher. We respected the teacher. Now, these kids don't respect nothing or nobody. No authority. Disrespectful. And part of that, it starts at home. But you got these generational parents these days trying to be their kid's friend instead of trying to be their parent. They're righting their wrongs. They're backing them on their wrong. So that makes it difficult for a teacher to be a teacher. Teacher these days, back in our days, used to care. Even though we didn't have a lot to go off of, they cared. Now, it's like the teacher just getting their paycheck and go home. 
They're not worried about trying to do nothing extra with these kids because, and it's not all the kids, but a good majority of these kids are very disrespectful. That's my take on it. Um, well, I, I, I understand, you know, that the teachers have a more difficult job now than um, they did before. But honestly, I feel like some of the things that that can help is they actually start teaching the kids like better. Like, I don't feel like it goes with what you said. The teachers don't really care that the, the education system might not even care. You know, and I feel that that these kids, a lot of times I feel like they bored. Like you in there learning something that you learned when you was in the eighth grade in history. You already told me this. You done told me this in fifth grade. You told me this in sixth grade. You told me this in seventh grade. You told me this in eighth grade, ninth grade, tenth grade. You done told me this for five years. I get it. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, try to be innovative. Like, try to make them learn a different way. Don't just sit there at a board or giving them papers and say, hey, go home and study this. Like, you can you can teach differently as well because I feel a lot of issues with when it comes to discipline and stuff like that. I, in, a, in a classroom, I feel like those kids are bored. And I'm saying that's something that, that, my, that Jordan has told me. He was like, man, teachers don't be teaching us. We be in the class teaching ourselves, and it is boring. So that's what I'm saying. Like, and and I will say this: like, it's some teachers are, are bring something out of you, or whatever. And that and I know that one of Jordan's teacher, his his history teacher, I know that he really likes him because Jordan never he didn't talk about none of his teachers last year other than they couldn't teach. This year. He get he get when I pick him up, he talks about how his history teacher got them engaged for the whole class period. Like, because now these kids are staying in class, like we used to stay in class 50 minutes. A lot of these kids are staying in class for two hours. So you're gonna have to be creative to keep these kids in um their mind and their attention for 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 two hours, which means that that's why I said you could teach them other stuff like other than just cookie cutter history, cookie cutter science, cookie cutter everything. Like you can teach them differently. And I feel like that'll get the kid more, get the kids more engaged. I feel like that'll, that'll have them like, hey, you know, um, that's a good idea. I ain't never thought about doing that. You know, because like something that you said when it comes to anybody, like when you said you was talking to a Buddhist football coach. Some of the, sometimes some of these kids, when they go to school, whether it's a you know a male or a female, some, that may be they 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 female uh, person that they look up to, and it could be their only father figure that they see. You know, sometimes that's that is what it is. So that's what I mean. You have to get these kids engaged. Ask them what it is they like to do, like. Do the do some of those things because obviously what you occur, what what's currently being done is not working because these kids uh, will tell you quick man these classes are boring I'm not gonna use this stuff but how's this beneficial to me? That's true, but they they have to also understand too. Now some kids are not book kids. Some kids are better with hands on. 
Exactly. Some kids do stuff better hands on than actually reading stuff to do it. Some kids can you can give them a, a, a thing to do with their hands and they do it like it ain't nothing. Yeah, they will. Everybody, everybody don't. They got to stop expecting these. Everybody to uh, learn alike. Everybody don't learn alike. And that's the biggest problem too. They want kids to be. They want. They claim they want them to be individuals, but they want all of them to learn the same. And it ain't gonna never happen. No, that that that's true. But that's the point that I'm saying. Like, give them do do something different. Like, kids don't even go on field trips and stuff no more. They don't go like tour colleges. They don't go uh, tour different other things like. Like they we like like you said, we used to have a whole bunch of stuff. But we used to go on field trips, and we used to think that was the best time in the world. But yeah, because it was. But the thing is, they claim things are better now, but they claim they ain't got money to do nothing then, and we were broke back in them days, and we went everywhere. Yep, that that's what I'm saying. We we did. We used to go. We used to go places all the time, and you know. A lot of times, think about it. That used to be the only time some of us went out, did anything. <laughs> when we, that's, that's, that's very true, brother. When we, very, very true. When, that's just like um, my nephew them had to pay a thousand something dollars to play football. We used to pay nothing in school. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah, but and where but, the money going? But but but. Where the money going, it ain't going, it's obviously not going where it needs to go because these kids are not getting, like, even though we may or not used to like to go to school, now it's like these kids, like, I ain't going to say they dreading going to school, but like I said, it's like they already learned this stuff. So they want their mind engaged. They want their mind stimulated. So, so, and when you start talking about stuff that, um, that they really want to hear things that they really want to do, they, they, they going to be more engaged and more into the class. But if you just sitting up there monotone in front of the class, writing on the board, giving them handout, Hey, this is what you need to do. Um, this is how you going to get there. That stuff, that stuff not going to work no more. Like these kids, like, like you said, the kids today, it's a gift and a curse with them. And what I mean by that is they have so much information and technology at, at their disposal to it seems like they're too smart or they got too much information that we probably didn't have and everything like that. So um, I just I think we need to have a different approach to how how the kids are being taught, especially when they get into high school. You know, of course, it's only certain, even, even with English, all of these classes, you can't make them fun. You can make them interactive so the kids really want to be there. They really want to learn. They really engage. And I just feel like, like you said earlier, some of these teachers just in the full check. Like some of these teachers probably don't know that little Johnny he learned better when he doing stuff with his hands instead of you trying to tell him something. And he, and you're like, man, little Johnny's slow. No, little Johnny ain't slow. He just learned differently. So that's what I'm saying. You, you need to cater to all of these different things that these kids are trying to, what the different things that these kids are trying to do. 
And a lot and a lot of the lot of the guys and a lot of these people who are the billionaires and the millionaires, they never seen one day of college. No, not one day. You know, they took different routes to get where they was going, but they went and did something that they wanted to do. Somebody seen something in them and they went and they grinded, grind hard to get where they were trying to go. So that's what I'm saying. If you're an educator, stop getting on Facebook saying, oh, these kids, these kids, this, these kids, that. Won't you, won't you should be, be the um the torchbearer? Won't you show a different light? Won't you get on the won't you get on the book showing, hey, this is how I do different in my class. If you're a teacher, this is how I get my kids engaged. This is how I get my kids um to do the stuff that I want to do. Stop running on Facebook saying, oh, this kid did this or this. Hey, be different. Because all you're doing is, is staying with the status quo and staying with what everybody want to do to make it seem like these kids are like horrible. Uh, uh, and Mike just made a great fact. You know, classes are uh, 30 kids plus now these days. It ain't, it ain't like it used to be. 30, 30 kids plus. That's a lot of kids. I mean that that's true, but it's just according to where you at. All schools don't have thirty kids. All all, all the classes don't have thirty kids. So and, and it is money. It's not about catering to the kids. We used to have thirty. It was thirty something kids in our class, and we still got what we needed. We still we still did everything we needed. And I don't think it's about class size. And you know you 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 know yourself, money. These teachers. Teach the same stuff from middle school till you get into twelfth grade. Not not all private, not all public schools do uh, money. Like the school my kids go to, they ain't got. They, it's a public school. They don't have thirty kids in their class. Now, when they went to private school, they, they only had about fifteen kids, but they want to go to public school. But um. But both neither one of their classes got thirty kids in there, so it, it may be some public schools, but not all. But that, but that's the point that I'm saying. When you do have a class size, what are you doing to engage all thirty kids? What are you doing to if you got a thirty kid classroom? What are you doing to engage them thirty kids? That's my point. Money. I'm in Metro Atlanta, brother. That's what I'm saying. I'm not. I'm not in um, uh, Bodunk, Alabama. Alabama, <laughs> Say what? No, I mean I know he lives. I know he lives in Alabama. Look, man. I mean, you always trying to dump on the little towns, bro. Why? Man, ain't nobody trying to dump on no little town. Only thing I'm saying is, regardless of wherever you at, bigger, small, intermediate, teachers still can 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 do differently, right? They can still do differently. And the only thing that I'm saying, and this goes back to like this goes back. They just recently started back doing this. I remember Jordan and Jada used to sign my name. When we used to go to the store because they used to like to write in cursive. And one of the people told 
They was like, man, who t- your kids know how to write in cursive? Man, my, my grandkids don't even know how to write in cursive. Now, think of, that ain't got nothing to do with class size. That, that has z- zero to do with class size. And this was a few years ago. Like, probably about five oh, years ago. That's what I'm saying. Like, the overarching point is what I'm saying is, I feel like there needs to be more in a, um, the teacher need to be more innovative in the class because if money's stuck on the, the, the 30 kids, right? So think about that. If you got 30 kids, probably 10 of them don't learn by listening, right? You probably got another, you got another 10 that, uh, learn by listening. The other one, maybe middle middle right so what are you doing to engage those kids that don't learn by just you up there talking i tell you what they're doing they just don't get it but that's the point that that's the point what i'm saying there you go you you mm-hmm. got to where i was going with this the kids are just not those get- are the kids they label as bad kids there you go and the kids are not bad they just learn differently yeah so that that's you you got where I was going. You got you got where I was going with the whole thing. I just I just think that these kids they have so much potential, but we have to figure out a way. Us as parents too, not just teachers, not just teachers. Us as parents too, we gotta we gotta figure out a way to get the best out of them. Because like, um, like a great like a great example at the mall. Some kids, some high school kids was fighting recently, and the uh the city police put out, they said, we don't mind your kids coming to the mall, but we ain't there to be their parents. <laughs> so we, we us as parents gotta do our part too. You know what I'm saying? So But you know, like I know now, you can be the greatest parent in the world. You can't control how how your child gonna act. You can teach your child by the book how to be a one student, a one citizen. Then people love to point the finger at the parent. It ain't the parent all the time. Yeah, it's easy to point the finger at the parent. Oh, they ain't teaching him nothing. Then you mess around and follow him home one day, and you see his parent got great morals. It's all about trying to be right like the next guy. Yep. See, when we grew up, we didn't want to be like nobody. Nobody. These kids want everybody to be alike. No, no, and you know, now that you, now that you say that, I'm gonna get to your comment in a second, money. Like, great example, man. Now that you say that, so, so, so Jordan, Jordan has like he got locks, right? So they come down in his face. He he remind me. I call him. I call him Lewisine. Right, remember Lewis Seen was doing that interview with Kirby, and Kirby told him to get that hair out of his face, or whatever. Yeah. So we was eating the other day, and I said that to Jordan. Do you know he got mad? <laughs> you know, you know he got mad because I say, Jordan, when you come down to eat at the table, uh, you need to get that hair out of your face. And he was like, Well, I don't understand. Well, I just, I could just cut it off. Then I could just cut it off. I say, See, you missing the point. I said, when you sit here with, with your hair in your face, I said, your friends hair the same way. When y'all take them some of them classes together and y'all sitting in the classroom and the teacher are looking at all four of y'all looking the same way, he don't know where you come from. 
He don't know your background. Automatically, he looking at you like, look at this little miscreant over there. Look at him. I say, I say, that's why I tell you about presentation. That's why I tell you about what you wear to school, how you look when you at school. I say, even, even days you, you may not want to dress up, but it ain't about, it, it's not about that. It's about you doing the right thing and being professional as far as when you go into school. Because even though we don't want it, teachers will try to um, stereotype you. And I said, you should, yeah, they, they'll try to stereotype you. So, I mean, so we having a little technical difficulty with Big Mac's, uh, his speaker. You know, he did say he down there in them sticks, in the stick sticks. But, Monty, great point. The challenging part, um, the challenging part is the schools are understaffed. I agree with that. So with, with them being understaffed, that's what I'm saying. When you understaffed, you have to figure out a way to you have to figure out a way to to get the most out of the kids. You have to figure out a way. So that that, that just what just what I think, you know. And but I just leave leave people with this. And, and your in your point of view, what 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 you think would be you you back? Yep. Before you leave leave with this, let me say one thing, though. Our kids, these kids got to stop being too proud to go to a teacher when they don't understand something because all these teachers have planning periods. If you, if a teacher taught you something and you didn't understand, it don't make you dumb not to go ask, it don't make you look bad to go ask questions. See, kids be ashamed to raise their hand in class. So if you're that type of kid and you're not getting what these teachers are teaching you, they have planning periods. Go find out what you what you missed. I I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, and I agree with you too, money. Teaching is a job that you have to love to do because it's one of the most underpaid professions. I feel like being in the military the most underpaid profession, but that's just my opinion. You know what I'm saying? Because if the senators and the congressmen can get two hundred. And one hundred and eighty nine thousand dollars for the rest of their life, and they could get all these benefits. While us as military, retired military, all of this stuff, we getting pennies. So I mean, that's just my two cents. I want to throw that in there. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm a little I'm a little salty about that. Yeah, I am. I'm a little salty about that. But say what? Message. So um, I just think that the kids. My personal opinion, I feel like the kids, they're not getting what they need to to move forth in life. You know, I don't feel that, you know, when it comes to as far as school goes, I I, I think that a, a lot of times that's why we're seeing a lot of these kids when they graduate, a lot of them don't go to school. They ask their mom and dad if they stay at home with if they with both parents or one parent. They say, hey, can I take a gap here to get my, you know, to figure out what it is I want to do. So that's why I say I don't feel like they're being prepared because you got so many kids now that's graduating. They looking at they taking a year off of school, you know, and, and staying at home, working, doing whatever they 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 trying to do to, to figure out what it is they ultimately want to do. You know, and that's why I was saying that's the difference. Like when we 
we kind of sort of knew what it was we wanted to do when we graduated. You know, we had a 90 percent plan. You know, things could change, but we had a 90 percent plan. Money said, but teaching needs to continue at home, not just in the classroom. That's true, money. I said that earlier. That's true. I agree with that. The teachers, teachers are not they are not parents. They're not parents. But I'm 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 what I'm saying as far as as far as that goes, money is I just feel like the teachers could be more out of the box when they teaching. That's what I mean. They could be more instead of being cookie cutter when they teach, try to be a little out of the box, you know, do different or whatever. And and and, and the kids' defense, my parents need it. I taught my son how to do a math problem. Got the same answer his teacher got. And his teacher marked it wrong, said it's not the way they taught them. Got the same answer. Broke it down the same way. Yeah, I mean, no, that that's true. And that that's another thing. The way that's what I mean by thinking outside of the box, right? Just like he said, because that's happened with my kids too. You just because I they they came up with the correct answer, they showed you how they came up with it. It's not like they just said, you know, 2x plus 17 equal 13, and they just put 22 or whatever the answer is, right? They showed you how they came up with the answer, and you marked it wrong because that's not how you showed them how to do it, which. That's that made the way you showed them may be a little more difficult, but a parent or a tutor could show them an easier way to come up with the answer. And I feel that that should be good enough as long as you come up with the correct answer or whatever. And because I remember we was in school, long as you showed your work, how you came up with the answer, even if it wasn't the way the teacher taught, they may take off a point or something, but they still will give you the bulk of the credit because you came up with the right answer and you showed how you got that right answer. So, um, but I mean, that to some degree, what you said, money about COVID showed like a lot of parents are hands off. That, that I agree with that because um, a lot of parents just just forgot about school and just said, hey, the teachers got it. We ain't got to worry about it. You know, um, they're going to let them, they'll let them make it up or they'll do this. So I, I agree with that. I, I, I agree with that point. Also showed that a lot of parents truly work. It ain't that they're just hands off. They have to work. Yeah. So if they don't work. They don't eat. Uh, uh, if they're working past, the, if they're getting home at 9 and 10 o'clock at night, they child might be sweet. So it don't mean that you're not engaged as a parent. It means you might have to just work to make ends meet. Everybody don't got a, a trust fund or $20,000 in the bank or retire from the service. Some people have to work. That don't mean you're not a bad, good parent. I mean, that don't mean you're not helping your child. You have to work. You keep the lights on. You keep the stomach full. That also was your COVID show, too. No, that, yeah, that's true. That that's that's true too. Yeah, money you do have to make time. That's that's also that's that's true too. You gotta make time. So difficult for somebody to make time than others. See, while they're at school, you might be at home. But when they 
go when they get home. You at work. Everybody ain't got a two parent household. Yeah, eighty percent of these kids that look like us <laughs> have a one parent household. Yeah, that eighty percent. Yeah, that 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 is that is true. That is true, my brother. So, but I I'll just just leave leave everybody with this question. Um what what can be done in order to better prepare the kids for the next step? Whether it's college, whether it's technical school, whether it's entrepreneurship, what can we do in order to help as parents and teachers, what can we do to help these kids get to where they need to be? So just, just um something something for us to think about, you know, something for us to think about. So uh moving on. Hey, we, we forgot um Big Mac's uh word of the day. Uh what's your word of the day, Big Mac? I have we forgot the um Okay. Find yours. You said purpose, find yours. Hey. Hey, that's great. You you gotta have purpose in life and everything. You gotta have a purpose. So I mean that's that's a um that's a great word, man. Great word. Great word, man. So moving on to the um to the next segment, the uh stamp of approval. Stuff you may may like, stuff you may not like. Hopefully you can take something from it and you you will um learn something and carry on with it. So first one, Big Mac, what you think about the outcry? Because the Little Mermaid is black. What you think about the outcry of that? What you think about that, sir? <laughs> they mad. <laughs> hey, hey, man. My mama always told me certain historical figures in the Bible and other places look like me but I ain't believe it why not huh I said why not because I didn't see it now I see it Uh, no, I'm saying I got you. I just feel like it to me. It just just goes along with how society is, man. I mean, every time you know it's a black anything that goes against what it really is, you know, it's a it's an outcry. People got so much to say. It's so much hate for these for these actresses and actors and everything like that. I'll just leave you with this. I ain't see the outcry when uh Robert Downey Jr. Played a black um, soldier in Tropical Thunder. I ain't seen no outcry. So now, Little Mermaid is black. I, don't want, I want you to be the same way. Just enjoy the movie. 
That's it. Just enjoy the movie. Stop always trying to be big mad about something when it's not even something to be mad about. Um, the, the, the next topic is the woman king topped the box office this weekend. I don't know if you've seen Woman King yet, Big Mac, but but what, what's your what's your early thoughts on what you've heard or what you've read or even if you've seen Woman King, what's your thoughts on that? It's a great movie. It's truly a great movie. I, when I watched it. It gives it gives you that Black Panther vibe with all the without all the special effects. Yes, but it makes you proud. Indeed, indeed. Well, you know, I'll just say this: my take on it is everybody need to watch this movie, right? This this goes back to when we were coming up. They was they always taught us. Hey, you know, the white man just sold our people, sent us to America. The white man sold our people, sent us to America. So we believed that jump for so long till when somebody told us something different, we didn't even want to believe it, right? But part of that movie shows that it was our own people that was selling us to the, to the white man. They didn't just come take us. We were sold by our own people. For different, for for whatever reasons, you they were selling their own people. You know, for greed. It's something different than what you heard. Everything is not a conspiracy theory. No, that's the first thing we want to say as people. It's a conspiracy theory. Look into that stuff and find out for yourself. Because there's a lot of stuff we told us that ain't true. A lot of stuff they told us is not not true. That's all I'm saying. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes you and them sticks, you know, you um, you keep having uh, internet difficulties. But I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, everything that he said, I just think that um, that we we have to go do our own research and find out what what's really is because um a lot of times these these books and how we're taught is not how the reality is so um and the la- the last thing is what what's your thoughts on Harry and Megan kids not getting the, the Secret Service protection. Um, that they're, they're not getting treated the same way as his brother's kids. Um, what what what's your thoughts on that? Or do you have any thoughts on that? I mean, you may not have any thoughts on that. Uh, Harry Megan kids don't look like his brother's kids. Don't. <laughs> I just think, you know, I just say this and then I move on. I feel like the queen is dead. So all of this 
that the queen had issues with Harry, Mary, and Meghan because she was black. And she had issues with the grandkids because they were black. Now the queen is gone. So we're going to see if there's any type of changes or a change in mindset because you can't keep putting stuff on the queen. She's not here no more. So we're going to find out what the real is pretty soon. Um, and that concludes the stamp of approval section. Now on to, to the sports section. Um, shout out to the number one ranked high school team in single A, the Murley County Bobcats. Shout out to them boys. Big win, homecoming. Just don't let it get to your head. Keep being hungry. And you can go a long way. Keep being hungry and humble. Hungry. Don't get fooled. Keep eating. Keep eating. I, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. So, uh, what what's your thoughts on college football? Your takeaways from college football on Saturday? What's your takeaways from that? Well, I had a good friend of mine tell me after we beat Oregon <laughs> that Oregon probably won't lose another game, and the way it's looking, they won't. Yeah, you know, you know, uh, 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 a lot of times, you know, people, you know, they don't, they don't want to uh, hear. Um, they don't want to hear nothing unless it's about their team and everything like that. And I feel that um, everybody had them written Georgia off because we had fifteen draft picks, and they was like, "Oh, well, Georgia this, Georgia that," and I said, "Hey." Georgia gonna be this team might be better than the team last year. Everybody laughed at me. And I said, well, um, I said Georgia has a starting quarterback who just won the national championship and he's playing with confidence and he got three years in the system. And I said, so I feel like the offense is gonna be as ex- be more explosive and the defense is gonna be good enough. We're gonna still be really good on defense, but it won't be last year. And everybody wrote Oregon off. Oregon is a really good team. They just ran against a buzzsaw the first game of the season. And it was their coach's first game. So he didn't understand. You know, when this is your first time being a head coach and you're in a big-time, prime-time game, hey, sometimes people butt get tight, you know. And maybe Dan Landon butt got tight. He coaching against his mentor. You just never know. But Oregon is going to be a really good team. Um, in my opinion, and one of my takeaways. One thing, his butt didn't get tight this year. That kid was loosey goosey. Yeah, I mean, and dropped it off on the number twelve team in the country. And that just shows That just shows people that hey, Georgia probably way better than you expected. Also, I just want to say this: Florida Gator fan, y'all did all that talking after y'all beat Utah. All that talking after you beat Utah. And I kept telling you, hey, Utah beat themselves, right? Anthony Richardson for for Heisman. Our backup quarterback got more touchdown passes than Anthony Richardson do. He got more touchdown passes. I'll let y'all take a guess how many touchdown passes uh, Anthony Richardson got. But our backup got more touchdown passes 
than Anthony Richardson. You know, they, they it's like they hype all of these other kids up. This ain't even about mailman. Any other player, I'll just say this. If Bryce Young or C.J. Strout was the Georgia Bulldogs starting quarterback, hands down, they'll be top of the uh, Heisman. It wouldn't even be close. With the numbers mailman putting up and the numbers that what we're doing, if they was the starter instead of mailman, they'd be the number one contender for the Heisman. And I know you don't win the Heisman in September. You win it in October and November. But I'm just saying for right now, the way mailman playing, people ain't giving him the credit that that kid deserved. That kid playing his butt off. So, uh, and he breaking ankles. So, that's just, that just my thing. And I feel like some of these teams, um, I ain't going to call no name, but a lot of these teams getting their stats up off of, these, off of inferior competition. And they're not they're not getting these younger boys any playing time. And then when it comes time to uh down, late in the, Alabama Ohio State late when it comes down to late in the season, they like hey we ain't got no depth. Well, you get your depth that first month of the season. So you said him. Bro got a filter. I ain't got no filter. Ohio State and Alabama. <laughs> I ain't called no name. I'm just saying. I'ma call him. I'm I'ma just, put him on front street. Hey, I'm, I'm I'm just saying that uh. You build your, you don't try to build stats off of the bad team, and then you you supposed to build your depth off a of bad team. So you need them younger guys later in the season. But you got Alabama and Ohio State players in blowouts playing in the third, late in the third, and early in the fourth quarter. Well, you could have been getting your younger guys reps. That and that people wonder why Kirby got so many. You got three true freshmen starting on their defense. So, but that's not by accident. That's because of reps and practice, whereas some of these teams don't do that, you know. But I'm glad they don't. That means more. We we could keep winning. That's what mattered to me, you know. So, but yeah. um, what what's your takeaway from Sunday? Tyreek Hill is real fast, real fast. Cheetah. You know what my takeaway from Sunday? I got two takeaways. The first takeaway is I told everybody I want the Falcons to be bad. That's my team. I want them to be bad because I want us to get draft picks. We're going to have, if we keep losing, we'll get a top three draft pick. We're going to have over $70 million in cap space next year. With Matt Ryan and all the mother bums that we had on the team, that dead money will be off our books this after this season. So, We'll be ready to make some noise next year. So I'm okay with them losing. And they showed the first two games that they got talent to play with anybody. So it's not like for a lack of talent. It's, you know, whether you want to win or not. Because me, as a Falcon fan, I'm going to talk trash when they lose. But I, I don't. I want them to lose in a bad way. Because I'd rather lose than to be 9-8 and eight and don't make the playoff and drafting in the middle of the draft when um, normally drafting in the middle ain't that good. So, and and my other takeaway is, um, Chicago Bears gonna get Justin Ke- Justin Fields killed if they don't fix that offensive line and get that boy some weapons. Like this this kid run for his life every game. Um, throw, he out there throwing the dudes that wouldn't even be on other teams wouldn't even be their third wide receiver, and they his number one. So. Uh, they need they need to do something to help that kid. And, oh, and my final one, 
is Tua, my homeboy JB. I've been telling you, give Tua some weapons like the other boy got. The kid going to play. Just, what, what, Justin Herbert walked into a ready-made situation. Matt Jones, the, all the other young quarterbacks walked in a ready-made situation. That kid was throwing to Preston Wilson as his number one wide receiver. Come on, man. That kid ain't even in the league no more. Let, let's just be real. Now, this, now, now you're starting to see what this kid can do. This kid threw for six touchdowns yesterday. Six. Just saying, man. You give you give to yards. You give you you gotta give kids, you gotta give these kids some talent around them before you can properly evaluate them. And that's the thing what I, I hope don't happen to Justin is you got Justin out there playing with these soup cans and 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 the kid end up getting hurt and then everybody like, oh see, we told you he wasn't that good. We told you. So I'm just saying, man, get a man something to work with, Chicago. I want to send a shout-out to Trey Lance. Get well soon, son. Yeah. I ain't see that, but I seen them getting carded off. But, you know, that's a tough situation. And th- But the sad thing about it, some of the players were happy that the kid got hurt. <laughs> that, that's the sad thing. That that That's the sad thing. Some of the kids wanted Jimmy. Yeah, they hate us. They wanted Jimmy G, my brother. <clears throat> so, um... So so that that concludes the, the the sports section. You know, uh thank you for another another great show, Big Mac. You know, um and until next time, what are we, Big Mac? We out.